Welcome to Healthcare Hacks and Connections Podcast. Here you will learn all things podcasting, acquire amazing tips and tricks required to transform your podcast into an essential tool to grow your business. On this show, we will bring in expert guests from across the healthcare spectrum. They will share their personal stories, discuss their struggles, and give real examples of how a podcast helped to grow their business. Now let's head into this week's episode. All right, guys, welcome back to the podcast. Today, we have our special guest who basically helps with virtual sports nutrition and counseling for competitive and recreational athletes. We have Ashley Harps with us. So thank you, Ashley, for coming on the podcast. Um, I got that correct, right? Yes, yes, you did. You did fine. Okay. Okay. I always try to make sure I get the names right. It's like, it's like a win in my bucket when I get that. Because <laughs> some people are like, no, it's not that. I'm like, oh man, I thought I got it. No, All you're right. not. People don't, so good for you. <laughs> you you did it. <laughs> got it. Where where does that name even originate from? It's a German name. Ah. Yeah. Harps. Most people say harpist, harps, taps. So it's <laughs> you said just harps. So that's got it. that was <laughs> got it. Well, Ashley, thank you for coming on the podcast. And for the listeners that don't know you already, can you just introduce yourself a little more about about you? I know you're in California, so we'll, we'll talk about some stuff like that with with your surfing nutrition. So we'll talk about that. But um, other than that, yeah, just introduce yourself to the yeah, to the listeners. Okay. Well, hi everyone. My name is Ashley Harps. I'm a registered dietitian. I live in San Diego, California. And yes, I do provide virtual nutrition counseling for athletes uh, who are competitive and also recreational athletes also work with busy professionals who are trying to lose weight. So yeah, it's, it's a one-on-one counseling. I also do group coaching as well. And I've done, I do a lot of presentations and a lot of virtual presentations. I did one for the San Diego triathlon club just recently about sports nutrition. So that's another thing I do too. That's awesome. We'll talk about that. Like when you do these like virtual presentations, how do you even go about lining those up? Okay. Well that I just reached out to them via email and yeah. uh, a couple of times they didn't respond, but I just kept, I kept persisting. That's kind of key. You just have to keep being persistent. And because sometimes it, the emails just get lost. And I finally found someone who saw it like, Oh, I said, yeah, I've been trying to contact you for months. Like, mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Sometimes the emails get lost. So just keep trying. So that also pre-COVID, I would go to like the athletic expos and I would talk to some of the, because sometimes they'd have running coaches there and sometimes mm-hmm. some of the sponsors would be there and they're like, oh yeah, we, we go to this um, running shoe store, you know, talk, talk to the manager. Maybe they'll let you sit down and have a table. And I've done that at the Roadrunner shoe store. They just let me have a little table and people come up to me and ask me basic questions. And I got a few clients that way and, and booked a few presentations that way. Mm-hmm. And I know, you know, that's like the, just the boots on the ground method. It's so, it works so well. And just people just f- kind of forget about it where sometimes you just need to keep pestering and, you know, be that squeaky wheel to get the grease. Right. Yeah. And you can't just rely on social and a lot of people say, I'm not getting clients, but you can't just do social. You have to get out there and meet people. And I know COVID has made that hard, but things are starting to open up, especially in California, things are opening up more. So fingers mm-hmm. crossed, we don't get a huge wave of COVID cases, but so. Yes. We'll so before COVID hit, were you all, were you already virtual? Were you already doing like Zoom nutrition and all that stuff? Yeah, because it's um, a lot of people prefer it. They like to just stay at home and talk to you. They don't want to drive anywhere. And it's 
it's just the convenience for everybody. Everybody's doing it. Also for dietitians, it's just, we don't have to pay rent. So it's a lot economically easier for us as well. So most mm-hmm. dietitians are all virtual now. Yeah. Of- so then that just means like really low overhead, correct? Right. Yeah. Got yeah. it. So before you were doing like this, were you doing anything else? Like, were you actually in a clinic or in yeah, a hospital? I, I, yeah, I still have a full-time job in addition, in addition to this. I work in a hospital as well. So I work oh. with inpatients yeah, and I provide, recommend a specific diet for them based upon their past medical history, their diagnosis, their lab values, their medications, mm-hmm. whether or not they have any skin issues, for example, like if, you know, if they have a, an open w- a wound that affects their nutrition and also their lifestyle as well. Yeah. So yeah. Like you brought up earlier, you, you help like the busy, we'll say businessman or businesswoman, um, or even the entrepreneur, um, owner, mm-hmm. those people that, that they don't have a lot of time. They just rather, all right, well, what do I need to do? What's the steps here? Right. You know? Yeah. Right. A lot of people, people need, a lot of people know what to do, but they just kind of get bits and pieces from Google and it's not enough. They want a roadmap, which is something that um, I try to help them come up with their own ideas, but I do give them a roadmap, which is what they really want. Like, no, please just tell me how to do it. Don't. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's good. So l- let's talk about this for, to other coaches. Like how, how do you approach with nutrition with your athletes uh, that want to quote unquote lose weight? Okay. Well, first of all, based upon what sport they're in, sometimes like if they just want to lose a couple of pounds, it's not a big deal, but if they want to lose a lot of, a lot of weight, it's not really beneficial. Like for example, for the football players that need to be, have that weight so they don't get knocked down all the time. I don't want them to lose too much. Yes. You want them to lose more fat than muscle. So what I try to do is we try to, I tell them, okay, go get a DEXA scan. That tells me how much their body, like their lean body mass percentages versus their fat. And that can help me figure out, okay, well, let's focus on losing, you know, you want to lose fat and build muscle. Let's work with that. So I can't do strength and conditioning. I recommend that they work with a strength and conditioning coach to do that. And then I'll work with that coach to find out what, what their nutrition needs would be based upon that workout as well. So, and also how much sleep they're getting, because that affects your metabolism as well. A lot of people will drink caffeine right before they go to bed and they're wondering why they're up all night. It's because of the caffeine. Yeah. Also, even being on your cell phone a lot, because the blue light uh, research has shown that it can interfere with your sleep. So I talk a lot about their lifestyle habits, what you know, sport they're in, because sometimes the, the weight loss will actually hinder their sport. Mm-hmm. So, and, um, focusing more on eating more whole foods versus like the ultra processed foods. Like for example, drinking a lot of soda or, you know, a lot of candy, things like that, uh, hinder weight loss. Got it. And, yeah. Yeah. That, that's great. Um, especially talking on the sleep. I think a lot of people don't really touch on sleep, mm-hmm. even in the PT world, OT world and sleeping is one of the main ways that we heal the body. Mm-hmm. And it really does affect your metabolism. People don't know that, that that mm-hmm. really hinder weight loss and even muscle building too. The research has shown that it actually decreases your body to build new muscle tissue. I didn't know that. What I recently, you know, discovered is, uh, even during the winter. So like we're in quote unquote winter in California here. Um, yeah, not really, but like I had to remember like, just because it's cold, I need to drink water. 
Yes. Yes. You still need to be hydrated. Yeah. Yeah. And it's more common when during the winter that people do get dehydrated, correct? Yes, it is. Cause a lot of people think, well, I'm not sweating that much and it's cold. And that's why we'll know you sweat all the time. You sweat when you sleep, you're always sweating. So you need to stay hydrated even during all year. In the summer, maybe you sweat more, but you still sweat all like during the winter. You still need to focus on staying hydrated. So let, let's talk about this now. It's like, how did you become a registered dietitian? How did you get influence in this world? Influence to go into that route? Well, yeah. when I was 10, my mother had open heart surgery and I happened to be there when the dietitian came into the room. My mother is fine, <laughs> so okay. don't worry. Yeah. Um, but I happened to be there when the dietitian came into the room and she talked about how a healthy lifestyle, like eating habits, you know, could delay chronic diseases like heart disease and i wanted to help her and i kind of got into that route too just being an athlete's fitness and nutrition you're very interrelated too so that's but what's first set me off was when i was in the room with my mother the dietitian came in wow that's a deep story but i'm, I'm glad that it you know influenced you to jump into this world i feel like a lot a lot of um people the way that they're influenced into going into healthcare is usually someone in their family was affected by healthcare um, in some way and then, or, or themselves. And then they, they go that route. Is there a reason for you uh, sticking to, to the sports world? Well, being an athlete, I love sports. I love to be around other athletes. So it's a great way to just connect with people who have a lot of things in common with me. And it's, it's especially fun because they're really, they really want to meet their goals. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's fun to work with people who are really motivated and, and are also very interested in health because like I said, sports and uh, nutrition are, are interrelated. You can't do one without the other. So, and just the thrill of being of them accomplishing their goals and being a part of that is what I like. That's great. And then, so being in California, we talk about like, like surfing and, and all that, but like, I don't think like even surf, like, like I know my friends that surf, they don't think about their nutrition, but so how, why is that important for someone that is surfing or like I was saying earlier is fencing where you don't really think of your nutrition. Um, why is that important to them? Was it important to them? Well, they, what they don't realize is that lots of times the reason why they're not accomplishing their goals, like for surfers, the big thing is hydration because, you know, they're, they're very limited drinking opportunities and like, God, I'm having a really hard time popping up. I'm wiping out so much. And like, well, when was the last time you took a, a drink? Oh, <laughs> like I'm feeling foggy. I'm feeling, you know, really fatigued. I don't understand why. And they don't realize it's because they're not staying hydrated. They're not eating regular meals. They're just kind of eating when they can. And once I talk to them and say, well, I worked with this surfer and then I, I worked with him on staying hydrated on on timing his meals, you know, eating before surfing and after to boost muscle recovery. And he won his competition. I'm not saying that's the only reason why, but it did help. And then, and then they realize, oh, this could be, this is like a weapon. I could use this you know, in a good way to um win a contest or win a, a fencing match that my opponents don't know about yeah exactly and like you said using it as a weapon or using it as a quote-unquote advantage but it's not really an advantage you're not taking any right. drugs or anything you're just right, right, right. giving your body what it needs what it's craving to help you succeed right so why is it that you are in love with being a dietitian? 
What I like the most about being a dietitian is you have, not only can you help someone accomplish their goals, but you have the opportunity to change their life. For example, like, especially when someone loses weight, they're like, oh, I have so much more energy. I can do so much more. You know, they're, they're everything basically improves for them. Their relationships improve, their mood improves, their health improves. You know, there aren't very many people that can say that about their job, that they have the opportunity to help someone change their life. That's great. Definitely good to, to hear about just because some people, you know, they just work to work and right, they're yeah. just like clocking in, clocking out. But so to those people, like, how do you get inspired to go to work to when you're, you are facing, say that quote unquote burnout, like how, how do you combat that? How do I combat that personally? Well, talking to other dietitians, I'm a member of a lot of different Facebook groups and we kind of build each other up, say, hey, this happened today. And like other someone else said, well, I had a similar experience. This is what I did. So mm-hmm. leaning on other dietitians helps a lot. And also just getting out there and moving. I know that sounds cliche, but just exercising helps me a lot too, as well. And um, playing with uh, my dog <laughs> helps a lot too. What type of dog do you have? Uh, I have a Labrador. Oh, okay. Is it, how old is it? She's five. Five. Okay. So she's past her, uh, like child stage where she's just like right. all, all excited. Right. Yeah. But there's still a lot of fun though. Labs yeah. are puppies. They're great dogs. And, you know, talking on that, I know that you volunteer at, uh, animal shelters. How did that even come about? Well, I always wanted to volunteer at an animal shelter, but I didn't uh, have a lot of time and I wanted something where I could just show up when I had time to do it. So the Rancho Coastal uh, Society in Humane Society in Sanitas, which is in San Diego, said, no, you just come for a day of training and you show up when you want to. You don't have to put in a certain amount of hours. You can just come when you want to. And it's great to just, you know, come and play with like a dog or a cat, take them for a walk. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the dogs and the cats really appreciate it. And the people that work there do take them out. But they said that when the volunteers do that, it really helps them get adopted because they see how people, visitors see how sociable the animals are and the animals just really appreciate all the attention. That's awesome. I mean, I definitely have volunteered before at a shelter, but I definitely want to do it more. The only reason I'm trying to keep my fiance away from a shelter is because she, during the, so we're in the holiday season right now. She's like, I, I want one of those boxes to bark. And I'm like, Oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> Can't do that yet. Let's get our own house. And then, and then we'll, we'll think about, about that. Cause I don't really believe in keeping like, so an apartment. I don't think like yeah. like a dog or well maybe a cat, but uh, a yeah. dog at least should be kept in an apartment like enclosed right. all the time. Even though I work at home, I mean I could always uh, walk it, but that's why we always volunteer ourselves to to watch uh, friends and families to, uh, animals. Mm-hmm. That's our way of getting that fix. Oh, right. Almost, almost kind of like kids too. We're like, yeah, we'll watch we'll watch kids, sure. <laughs> yeah. So that, yeah. Do you, do you have kids yourself? No, I don't. No, okay. but I do like, I like, I have worked with a lot of teenage athletes and I like, I like, um, I like kids and I've helped, and uh, I've helped a friend. I'm not permanently, but I have a friend who's a soccer coach and every now and then I'll come and I'll help her if she needs me to like, just with practices, if she needs some help, I'll come. Nice. They probably really appreciate that. Uh, the kids. And then even even probably you educate, I don't know if you do it, but, um, educate the parents on like their nutrition yeah, and have. stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. Sometimes the parents, I'll sit down with the parents and the, the athlete and I'll talk to both of them at the same time. That's great. And I want to bring up something that you were saying earlier about 
community and like a group, uh, Mm -hmm. how you said about like the burnout, that's how you deal with it is going to these communities, groups to help you where you post about it and and others are posting about their experiences and you're, you're feeling like, Oh my God, I'm not alone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to bring up your private group. So uh, I think it's called simple sports nutrition, right? Right. Yes. Yes, simple sports nutrition for endurance athletes. And that's just learning time-saving techniques because a lot of people, the common complaint from professionals and athletes is, I don't have time. I don't have time. Well, that's something that would, that I cover in depth in that group about how to, for endurance athletes, runners, surfers, swimmers, soccer players, break it down, very sim- simple things you can do to boost your performance, like without having to spend a lot of time or money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, and so, and that's open to everyone, correct? Yeah, it's a private group. You can join. Yeah, you can just can go to Facebook groups and type it in. You can join. Yeah, perfect. And, and you know, for everyone, we'll, we'll, I'll have a link to that. So if you're listening, you're like, oh, that's me. That's exactly who I am. So then you can go and join that group and get the the help that you need. I was gonna say something that uh, I saw on your on your quote unquote bio here is uh, you play the electric guitar. Yes, for just for fun though. Yeah, I have a little black electric guitar that I play every now and then. I have a lot of time for it lately, but I'm going to start um, making time for it. It's a re- really great way to decompress. And uh, I love to, I, I've always loved music. So it's, it's a lot of fun for me to just pick it up and play it whenever I feel like it. How did you get into like playing the electric guitar? Probably just from my older brother, because he always would play like a lot of the um, the rock music. And I said, like, you know, I really like how that sounds. I really like the guitar rhythm on that song. I'd love to learn how to play that. And I just kind of picked it up from there. So, you know, I want my own, told my parents I want my own guitar and I want to learn how to play it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, so I would wonder this, if there is an improvement. So, because, you know, you have to have dexterity in your hands with right, the yeah. guitar. Does that help with any of those, if you could say it does, but um, any of those sports that deal with your hands or dexterity with it? Uh, not really, because soccer is your feet. Yeah. Um, surfing, yeah. surfing is more your upper body and balance, so no, not really. And fencing, actually, people think you use your wrists. You don't really use your... You don't use your dexterity, like of your fingers. So no, not really. <laughs> Got it. That was just muscle memory and just practice, practice, practice. Got that. it. Just, over and over again and it helps if you have long fingers i do have long fingers so that helps but that's not do you play a piano no 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 <laughs> you're like no, no that's not my jam <laughs> no 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 it's good piano's great it's just i just love the guitar more so what's your uh favorite um song to play on the guitar i really like um a lot of the country music like i'm not all of it but i really like uh, teardrops on my guitar by taylor swift that she wrote it's, it's a slow song and it's very pretty and it's actually pretty easy to play you, mm-hmm. and you almost uh, i would say it's a lot easier to learn to play the guitar no thanks to youtube because there's so many videos you can just put on youtube for guitar teachers and post it and they have all the chords so mm-hmm. i have taken lessons but lately since i've been so busy i just i just turn on youtube and i write and i learn how to play I don't know about you, but is this a way that you separate from, you're always in front of a, a computer. Is this mm-hmm. a way of separating, okay, this is the home and this is my workspace. Is that your way of separating from that? It's like your turnoff switch. Right. Yeah. Guitar helps with that. Also, you know, surfing is a big turnoff switch because I'm just out there in the ocean and oftentimes I'm alone. You know, I love, I love being around people, but sometimes it's just kind of nice to be 
you know, just you're with yourself and have mm-hmm. just being in the nature and like it's relaxing and calm. So yeah, playing the guitar and you're just playing sports, you know, it's the turn off. And so all those things help. Got it. So we're on a podcast. Is there any podcast that you listen to frequently that you really enjoy? The dietitian boss is a good one. That's, I mean, that's could even be helpful for people who are not dietitians. It just gives you more ideas of like, you know, like I said, Facebook groups I've joined for support. Also just more ways to boost your business itself. Mm. Amy, Amy Porterfield is another good one. I don't know if you've heard about her, but she's a very good, um, has a lot of good tips for entrepreneurs Yeah, and even some self-care tips as well. Yeah, no, no, I'm definitely in, in Amy Porterfield's world. Mm-hmm. She's, she's definitely, uh, kind of a little bit of like she's sparked this world of podcasts and and all that stuff yeah so dietitian boss that's sarah hall correct oh libby rothschild oh libby rothschild got it um how did you find that podcast just on social media and like she just popped up on my feed and my instagram feed and i was like oh what's this so i found that and a friend of mine recommended amy porterfield so that's how i heard about her Got it. We actually had Libby on the podcast uh, a while ago. Oh, okay. So if the listeners, if you want to listen to that podcast episode, that was uh, episode 43. So you can go check that out. Talked about how to grow your business and, and like a brand goddess. And uh, we went into topics about how to scale your private practice using your social media marketing and why your social media is important for your business, which actually we can talk about that too. Because you do have a social media presence. How important do you feel like that is to dietitians, to, to the virtual world, to healthcare providers that are virtual? There you go. Well, it's very important because, you know, like you said, pretty much everything is virtual. So that's, that's how a lot of people find you. Instagram is like, this is the hot thing right now. Everyone is on Instagram and what um, Instagram is doing now is you need to do, you need to do a reel or a video because for whatever reason, they decided not to push pictures, like the still pictures as much. So that's why I don't have time to do a video every day, but like I will do a reel once a week Mm -hmm. and, and I get a lot more views than I would from just like the pictures of posting pictures. So doing those, like how, how often do you get like a lead or, or potential client? I mean, I'm not getting a ton from the reels, but I would say I'm probably getting maybe one or two from the reels, which is not bad considering, you know, yeah. once. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Is, is it, uh, so because you're working with kids and stuff, is it kids that are finding you or is it? No, mostly like college athletes and okay. some and are finding me and like, cool. and sometimes they, the busy professionals will see it as well. So not so much kids, no, but more like the, the college athletes. Got it. So into the new year so is that a goal of yours to produce more reels or more content no, on instagram no, no not so much to produce more reels but probably just to make more contacts with like with coaches you know maybe like running coaches strength and conditioning coaches more you know mm-hmm. just and more athletic team coaches as well and to to get more more clients and to educate more people and have more presentations got it so if you don't mind me uh, giving you a tip, what I would say is you're on a podcast, uh, reach out to these people who have podcasts okay. so and you can do, do that, uh, where you can talk to, cause I know a lot of running podcasts, um, that I've been on, uh, to talk about podcasts in general for runners, but, um, there's a bunch out there that need your expertise. And okay. so I would definitely 
uh, go that route. And even with other dietitians, they're always inviting people onto podcasts as well. Okay. Thank you. I'll do that. Yeah. So what will be your big goal or have you even thought of your goals yet for 2022? Well, one of them would be to have my, to have my business be full time. That's the, the main goal right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. How close are you to accomplishing that? Probably, hopefully by the summer, you know, I'm almost there. I'm not quite there yet. So mm-hmm. hopefully by the summer. Awesome. Awesome. And is there a reason that you're like wanting to go full into your business or, uh, versus, you know, staying with the clinic and whatnot? Well, in um, full into my business, I can work with people who, I um, mean, it's not, I'm not, it's, I love the clinic, but it's really hard to, for them to accomplish their goals because they're not feeling well, they're bedridden, they're on a medication. So it's really hard. And I really can't educate them because they're just not feeling well. Whereas working with, with athletes or busy professionals want to lose weight, they're really motivated to make it, make a change and they're, and I can educate them and it's, it's a lot more fun for me. And also just, this is my passion, which would be to have my own business and work with athletes and work with individuals who want to lose weight. And I love what you said there is it's a lot more fun. That's what I've always been told is, you know, like whatever you do for, for a job, for work, it should always be fun. And, you know, like you're talking about like that, not to say that you are grateful for all the experiences you've had in the clinic and helping that population, but your ideal um, client and person that you like to work with to, to have the fun isn't that that population right it's just because they're physically just not able to mentally and physically they just can't I mean, i can mm. do a little bit but not very much so it's yeah i get you well so uh for the listeners this is towards the end of the podcast so uh ashley what that means is i'm gonna pull out uh questions from these uh, sure. deck cards that are okay. called pod decks and then basically what that does is they're randomly generated technically, and it helps us dive a little more into you. Okay, sure. So here you go. Okay. If you've got to create your own job, what would it look like? What would it look like? Yep. Okay. Well, it'd be working at home, working with my ideal clients, for example, like athletes and busy professionals who want to lose weight and not necessarily a nine to five job. Like some days I may work nine to five, but not every day. So somewhere I can set my own hours and work with individuals that I really want to work with. Perfect. So next question, what's missing from your life slash from the world? Oh gosh, <laughs> probably right now, if things are getting better, probably empathy people. I mean, it's gotten COVID has helped, but still I see kind of the attitude. Well, that's not my problem. It's not my family. It's not my city, not my community. It's like, well, no, we all need to help. And or especially with COVID to overcome it, you know, it's can't just think, you know, it's not my problem, not my problem, not my problem. So how do you feel like is a way to to build people's empathy up in this new year? Well, probably having uh, uh, conversations like this with podcasts that anyone can listen to, uh, Facebook groups and communities help a lot because people realize, oh, I thought I was the only one who had that problem. That's why I didn't speak up because I didn't want to be judged. Mm-hmm. So probably create, you know, creating more spaces for people to talk where they feel safe and they can be vulnerable without being judged would help. Yeah. All right. So this is the last question. What's something you'll spend time doing no matter what? Something I'll spend time doing no matter what. Um, well, it'd probably be more than one thing, but if I have to pick one, that would probably be spending time uh, when I can with my friend who's the soccer coach and working with the kids. Cause that's always a lot of fun for me. 
awesome. playing soccer with them. And, and sometimes they ask us questions about, you know, they, uh, they vent about their parents and we're usually pretty quiet, but we give them a space to do it so they can feel like, well, I can talk to this person without being judged. And if we can sneak in a little bit of advice without putting their parents down, we will. So. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. You know, and you're creating that safe space mm-hmm. to allow them to be able to share because society these days with the social media is for, especially for kids, it's like they don't want to share or they, they share, but it's something that's not really them. Right. With filters or maybe something they'll make it a fake persona because they want all the likes and all the, the followers. Mm-hmm. It's really not them. Like, I really don't want to do that, but I want all this instant gratification from all the likes. Yep. Yeah. And that I think is a very big trap of that instant gratification, even, even this world, you know, like, like even people in the podcast world, they're like, Oh, I got this many downloads. And I'm like that, you know, that's great. But are people getting things to take from your podcast? Are they having imperfect action where they're taking action on what you're saying and things like that and Mm -hmm. getting results? It's cool and all to have these metrics and stuff, but I, I rather like, Literally, if someone listens to this episode right now and they got a takeaway from it, from you, and they're an mm-hmm. RD or something like that, they take it and run with it. That's all I want. And right. it, it only needs to be one person. Right. That makes my day. Right. I like that too. So if anyone's listening, that be I'd be grateful for that too. If something <laughs> I said today helped you. Yeah. And, and then so for those listeners that are listening to you today and they're like, I need Ashley's help with my, you know, nutrition for whatever sport they want to do or, or say they're an entrepreneur in the space uh-huh. and they're like, Hey, I need, I need your help. Uh, how can they find you or how can they reach out to you to? Okay. Right. Well, my Instagram is called go for the gold sports nutrition. That's my handle. Or you can also go to my website, go for the gold nutrition.com. You can find me that way as well. So I'm happy if you're an RD, I'm happy to help. Or if you're an athlete again, I'm happy to help. Perfect. And then for the listeners, that'll all be in the show notes. Uh, so you can directly click those links and then you can go email her or you can go to her Instagram or, or even that private Facebook group we talked about. Right. You can talk about it. Go, go for it. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's called simple sports nutrition for endurance athletes. And if you just go to click on the Facebook groups icon and type in simple sports nutrition, it'll pop up. Thank you, uh, Ashley, for coming on the podcast and for being a great guest and allowing us to hear about your message and all that. For the listeners, don't forget to rate, review, and follow the podcast for more episodes. We'll see you on the next one. Peace, right. Thank you, Nate. Bye-bye. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye-bye. Thanks a lot. For more inspiring conversations like this one, I invite you to join my free Facebook group, Healthcare Hacks and Connections. Also, be sure to subscribe, rate, review on Apple, Spotify, and Stitcher, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Lastly, be sure to follow our socials on Instagram, the podcast underscore doc and Nate Novice on Facebook. Thank you and have a great day.